Hi everyone, welcome to After Dark Analysis. What follows is a recording I did with Ryan Tudelo from All You Need Is Blood at Scares the Care Weekend. But yeah, here we are, Scares the Care Weekend, number four, the best one, obviously, because I came to this one. I don't know, the other one was a little better. <laughs> Which other one? The one I didn't show up to? Yeah. There was no fire alarm last time. <laughs> yeah, no, you that's fire true. alarms in your face. I like the other one better. That's right. <laughs> we were trying to eat. So, uh, uh, myself and uh, Amy and uh, her husband and uh, Elisa, who's hiding in the background. This, this was a thumbs up for anyone who didn't hear the thumb. Um, we decided to get together and record a little something and we'll see what to do with it. Uh, I'm Ryan from the All You Need Is Blood uh, UHM Horror Podcast. I am Amy from Blood, Guts, and Social Commentary. John from On the Bed. John's on the bed, and Elisa's on her cell phone. She, she's very tiny to fit on her. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd just record some stuff because we're here live and actually got to meet in person, which was awesome. And I wanted to thank Amy and John for both uh, getting me to come down here because I wouldn't have either known about it or uh, or really been interested enough to come down for one after you guys. So I want to thank you. Uh, for, you know, having me come down here. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of shamelessly whoring for, you know, getting sick kids' money. Sick kids' money, that's what Scares the Care is all about. Amy, you know a lot more about this than I do, so I'm not going to even pretend to be someone that knows about the charity itself. Could you just give, like, a little bit on what Scares the Care is? Uh, essentially what Scares the Care is is Joe Ripple, who's a retired Baltimore cop and now retired horror director, started up a charity for childhood illnesses centering around horror fans because it's not a community that really gets reached out to for charitable work, even though most horror fans will say this community is super supportive, super loving. And this convention is one of their newer ways of raising money. Excellent. And um, so what does the money really go for, for like this weekend in particular? I believe there's four families that are getting like significant donations, the last I heard. They try for three every year because there's three different branches. Right. There is a sick child, there is a burn victim, which is normally a child, but this year it is an adult, and then there's a breast cancer survivor. So they try and help out three families. This year they think they might be able to work in a third, but they're, or a fourth, but they're not 100% sure, so they don't want to speak to that until they know. Oh, okay. The last I heard, when we went for the um, the 5K race, they announced that they were going to make the fourth this year, and I don't know if okay. that was just... Maybe they hadn't made the announcement somewhere else. But yeah, at, yeah. when we went to the 5K, before we ran it, they were like, yeah, we've reached the goal to meet enough to give um, support to a fourth uh, candidate. Oh, yeah. If so, Alfred said it, then it's legit. Because Alfred's awesome. one of the board members, yeah. So, so that's good news. Yeah, it's a charity that does great things, and it's all the horror community, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that loves horror... Um, can donate to this if you go to scaresthecare.org yeah. you can donate to them, they're on Facebook um, I think they're on Twitter, right? They're on Twitter, um, but if you really want to keep up with them, I would say their Facebook is by far the most active because they don't use their Twitter super often the website is getting better with keeping updated though, because yeah. they also have a separate website just for the convention and just for the events going on with that Right, 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 right so, yeah, for any info on the Facebook, I mean, that's how I keep up with them. Yeah. But I'm an old man that uses Facebook. Apparently, I'm supposed to be using Instagram and, like, Snapchat and... Oh, I don't even think that. I don't know how, I to, use, I don't know how to use that stuff. I'm too old for that. I'm in my 30s. Come on. 
I agree. <laughs> he said I agree. We got it on tape. Yes. <laughs> yes my, my 30-year-old husband absolutely agrees that the technology is confusing and scary, and he's going to go yell at a cloud now. Get off my lawn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, we, uh, myself and Elisa had come down, and um, one of the first things we did, well, we came down to Virginia a little bit early, honestly. We spent a, a day down here, went to Bush Gardens, which was fun. Um has nothing to do with scares of care, but that was still fun. Well, it's super awesome to keep it in this location, because especially if you come with a family, like, yeah. or a day early, you, Bush Gardens is literally, like, walking distance from here. Yeah, it's great. Like, we left our hotel, we're like, oh, okay, how far is it to Bush Gardens? And we're like, oh my god, it's like three loogies to get down there. Yeah. And, uh, the host hotel has a deal where if you stay one day later, it's at a semi-reduced rate, and tickets, or at a semi-reduced rate for Bush Gardens. Oh, crap, we didn't know that. <laughs> well, like, I think by the time you guys, because we sold out the host hotel ridiculously oh, yeah. quick, and then there's a hotel right behind that's also walking distance that sold out pretty much as soon as I got the block. Right. So. No, yeah, this, we ended up going, it's kind of a weird area, but there's like three hotels in one, uh, like, cul-de-sac, I guess you could say. And um, we're in one of them. I, myself and Elisa are in one of them, so we had to walk down every day back and forth, which normally wouldn't be too bad. You'd think that's whatever, it's fine, but it was at least minimum of 95 degrees any time of day. 10 o'clock at night, it's 95 degrees. It has been ridiculously hot this week, and um, I'm glad we survived it. It was, <laughs> it was really, I think everybody was hurting this week. Yeah, yeah, and you guys ran the 5K, which everybody was just sitting there. It's like, I can't I'm, believe anybody's doing the 5K. I'm not going to say it was a dumb decision. I mean... I will. It was pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it again. That was Elisa, who, if anyone couldn't hear it, she just said she's not doing it again. We're doing it next year, babe. This year we're going to win. I came in fourth in my division. Oh, shit, I'm in a new division next year. I came in fifth, and I'm still not doing it. Uh... Why are you in a new division next year? Because I'll be 35. Ah. God damn it, I'm old. <laughs> the division was 30 to 34. Gotcha. Not that that helped. I say fourth, there was only seven people. <laughs> it wasn't that great. <laughs> but anyway, no, the 5K was horrible and excruciating in terms of like physical effort. But I felt good, as you always do. Like, after you do it, you're like, yeah, I'm the best. I did it. And then, but while you're doing it, you're like, I hate my life. I wish I was dead. Why am I doing this? This is dumb. So it's the give and take of, uh, of any running event. Yeah. But it's all for a good cause, so I'm glad to do it. And I'm glad um, I could have a little bit of, you know, I could help out a little bit to the charity and try to keep my horribly disgusting body from deteriorating at a slower rate if I can do it at all. Yeah, what people don't tell you is Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia are all stupid swamp states. Like, we have heat, but we have like 80 to 90 percent. We've seen 100 percent humidity. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like you can't, there's some days we walk out and we we know we're hot, we know we should be sweating, but our body physically won't sweat mm -hmm. because the humidity has tricked our body into thinking we're already sweating. Yep. It's it's disgusting. So, did you guys do anything, like, uh, 
especially cool this this uh, the last. I mean, we're in the middle of it right now. This is Saturday. We're recording this. Sunday's still coming up. Um, there's still events happening tonight that we haven't even got to, but we're we're just sort of had a nice little uh, a little break spot, so we decided to record this while we were here. Um, is there anything you guys have done or actually looking forward to that um, you haven't got to yet? I got my hot sauces, so I'm good. Hot sauces? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Husband's not super into horror, but there is a stand here called Taste Fire that sells pickles and hot sauces that he looks forward to every single year. Yes. I did partake in the Taste Fire uh, tasting event, which is going their gambit of hot sauces and pickles. And I will say they are amazingly delicious. I did come away with three bottles of hot sauce, so it works, folks. That's a free plug. You can take that one out and uh, and put it where you need to. Yeah. Aaron and Amber just used this. I'll, I'll send you a sound clip if you want it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's good stuff. The vendors are actually something interesting to talk about. This place, now, I've been to a few conventions. It's actually been probably like five or six years since I've been to a convention. Um, but this one's vendor section is actually pretty large compared to other ones. Um, they, so they, they split it, so there's one area that has, um, you know, a lot of vendors sort of packed into one, um, like a large convention area space that you would normally expect. In fact, most horror conventions that I go to, that one area is the size of the vendor area. Like, that's where all the vendors are in that one little place. This one's got an entire separate, on the other side of the building, you go across the way and up the stairs, there's like what, eight rooms? Mm -hmm. eight, six, six or eight rooms full of other vendors that are in another section. And it's like it's like everything. Like he said, there's a hot sauce one, there's there's ones that sell comics, there's ones that sell um, armor and uh, and art, the, the armory stuff. They sell yeah. like swords and all kinds of stuff for there. And, it, you know, it's not all horror-related, uh, which was to Elisa's dismay. She was expecting to come here and just be engulfed in a wave of horror. Um, but I think she was a little relieved to see that there it wasn't entirely horror. There's a bunch of different aspects to the nerd community that gathered together to, uh, to sort of enjoy everything. But, um, but yeah, this place is a great vendor selection. Believe it or not, this is a tiny bit smaller than it normally is. Really? We were in the vendor room, and I don't know, I might not have noticed it in years past, I saw at least two or three tables where they had stuff set up saying, like, put your business cards here. So I don't know if they couldn't sell those tables or somebody bailed at the last minute or what happened. But normally when you go up to the second floor, that entire back bit that didn't have any vendors, that's a haunted house. Oh. Yeah, that's normally a haunted house done by Red Bane Army. And now, you're, you're not talking where the escape room is. Um, no, because I... Uh, yeah, around that area. Yeah, because the escape room's kind of off to that one side. Yeah, the escape room is essentially two rooms. There's a gathering area, and then there's the escape room area itself. Yeah, because I think it's like the escape room, but it encompasses a few more rooms. Yeah. And they make an entire haunted house out of that. Like, you can't even tell it's hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. But Red Bane Army had another event going on, and they just couldn't do both. No, but speaking of the escape room, Lisa and I... Uh, decided to do the escape room this year and um so as it would so happen we came in it was we just signed up just the two of us and they sort of put us into a group of six people so we got put in which is fine we got sent into the escape room we're in there for like i don't know i'm gonna say like three or four minutes we're just getting our surroundings we're seeing clues we're gathering things all of a sudden lights start flashing the alarms blaring we're like oh my god what did we do we touched something 
we must have broken something, or somebody's pissed off at us because the alarm's going off. No, it was just a fire alarm, and they had to evacuate the entire hotel. It was chaos today. But, record time, we made it out of the escape room because the fire alarm went off. So, I'll count that as a win. That's a definite win. Where were you guys when that alarm went off? I was sitting down because I had just made a goddamn sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) It was three inches away from our fucking mouth when it went off. I think you you had just started to take your first bite. It it was like the absolute, like, stereotypical comedic situation because it took us a minute to even process what was going on. Because there had been a fire alarm, I want to say second, maybe Yeah, the second year. Second year. At two in the morning, and we were apparently way too drunk and totally slept through it. Oh my god. <laughs> Luckily, there was a glitch in the system. This time, it was somebody smoking in their room. So, um, whoever that was, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a definite. You cost me that safety room win. I'm gonna blame that guy. Because then, when we came back, we lost one of our group members. They let us back into the safety room and essentially started it over. Yeah. But we lost one of our group members, so that's like one man down. And we solved it by the end, but we couldn't open the combination lock. Son of a bitch. We had just, like, a few more seconds. I think we could have gotten it. But the safety room was awesome. It was actually Lovecraft-inspired. It was all Lovecraftian, and it was about getting out of a, uh, a, a, cap, or a, a mansion um, in, in its mouth. That ha- it had, you know, it's based off the story of the Shadow of Innismouth, which is awesome. I'm a big Lovecraft fan, so... Um, I liked it. I thought it was really fun, and I would definitely do it again. And I am forgetting the name of the company that does this, the escape rooms, but I will probably put a link to it in the uh, description. So go to that link. They are awesome, and um, and yeah, that was really cool. Uh, did you guys get a chance to meet any of the celebrities this weekend yet? Uh, we have not gotten by the celebrity tables. The thing is, we just come so often. That we're friends with a lot of the oh, right, I, right. I know. It's, it's, it's what, if you go to conventions and you get some of the regulars that are around, oh, yeah. it's like, you. I've met these guys a million times, they're awesome to talk to and everything else. Yeah, which is another nice thing about this, because we do see new vendors each time, at least a couple, but the regulars, their stuff doesn't get sale, they change out inventory. So it's not like, yeah, I'm seeing the same person with the exact same stuff I didn't want to buy last year, it's... I'm seeing the same vendor. Oh, look, this cool new thing they've got. Yeah. So every vendor here we've seen has been really good about that. Plus, we can get VHS here, so. Oh, my God. All right. And I'm a big fan of how many, like, independent film artists they get here. Yeah, I was surprised at that, too. Amazingly. six different indie film studios here. Yeah. Every single year I end up finding that some movie I've wanted to see and I've been putting off ordering is here so I end up just auto buying it because we always do clear the indie tables and buy their entire run. Nice. Just so we can keep up with what's going on because the Tri-State is really big on horror. It's really kind of weird because you don't expect Okay, that. wait. You guys say the Tri-State. That does not mean the same thing as the Tri-State to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Would you like to explain the Tri-State? <laughs> uh, don't make me bring my girlfriend from Jersey to explain the Tri-State in here. Because she will. <laughs> well, you could just get out of our hotel room. I drove one time, too. really good. You drove one time because, well, I was too drunk that time. But. Would you like to explain? What is the tri-state? Tri-state Tell us, for us. Honestly, I have no idea. 
I have no idea. I know two of the states, but I don't know the rest. Yeah, I know it's like, you know, Maryland and Virginia. Okay. And maybe it's either Pennsylvania or Delaware. I'm not sure. Is it D.C.? Is that involved? D.C. is, is in Maryland. D.C. Okay. is not a state. It's I, an, a I know. I know that. Yeah, no, any any person you ask from, like, around the D.C. area will immediately either try and claim D.C. or get upset that people try and refer to it as a state. It's just a weird local regional thing. Yes. Yeah, no. So in my neck of the woods, when you hear things about the tri-state areas, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, mm-hmm. because there will, there will be TV stations that broadcast out of New York, mm-hmm. and um, let, let's say there's car dealerships, right? The car dealership will advertise to... New York, and then because we receive those TV stations in Connecticut, we're not too far away, so it's like New York, Connecticut, and Jersey come to our car dealership and buy our cars. Blah blah. The tri-state area, tri-state sale. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, because um, in this area we have what was it? Fuzzy Monkey. We have Fred Vogel. We have Chainsaw I don't know Sally Show. Oh, I know um, Chainsaw Sally. Yeah, Fuzzy <laughs> Monkey is here. They did uh, Milfs versus Zombies. Oh, I saw them. Yes. Yeah, that's Fuzzy Monkey. Okay. Fred Vogel did August Underground. Right, 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 okay. And what else did I say? Chainsaw Sally. Oh, crap. I'm blanking. Who, um, the guys that did, who did Real that? Real Splatter. Real Splatter, yeah. That's like camping, um, not camping nightmare. Uh, oh, Camp Out Killer? Yes, Camp Out Killer. I wasn't. Killer Camp Out uh, was with. Uh, no, no uh, he's talking about the one that's here. Uh, okay, we've had. Okay, it's a little confusing right now. We have. Camp Killer, which was done by Sean Jones and premiered here last year. Okay. Or, uh, it, it might not have premiered, but it played here last year. Then there is Camp Out Killer, which is here, and I think that's Fuzzy Monkey, but I'm not 100%. And then... I'll double check and I'll edit it like it was. It'll be real cool, <laughs> super smooth, no one will know. Oh, except on Amy's feed. Yeah. I'll let her deal with that. <laughs> I'm not actually going to edit this. <laughs> but her microphone won't pick it up. <laughs> and then Ted Mooring did Camp 666. These are all like happening in the same area. <laughs> it's just yeah. like what, we all of a sudden had this weird regional explosion of Camp Outdoor. <laughs> so I'm not but, quite sure what that's up. But I stopped by those guys and what I thought was really funny was I, I stopped by there and I was, they, were, they were talking to real nice guys, yeah. um, the director and everything. They were super cool. Um, and they were trying to get their, you know, their TV and DVD set up and they were having some technical issues. Basically, it was because they ran out of batteries in the remote, and it was like causing they couldn't hit play. It was a big issue. But anyway, so we're looking at the movies, and I'm like, "Oh, this one looks really good." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great camp killer movie." And I'm looking through his other movies, and I'm like, "I know this one. I, I pick it up. It was um, I think it was a uh, uh, film of not film of fright. Um, uh, frames uh, of fear. Frames of fear. Frames of fear. So I'm like, "Oh, frames of fear." I'm like, "I know this movie. I'm like, I think I heard of this." He's like Killer Campout's the name of it. Killer Campout. So he, he goes. He's like, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good one. And I'm like, you guys, you guys didn't put out a VHS through SRS, did you? And he's like, yeah, we have that. I'm like, oh, I own this. I'm like, that's why I've heard of it. I bought the copy of it like three months ago. SRS had a uh, a sale going on. I'm like, oh, Frames of Fear, I'll pick that up. But yeah, they had that and Frames of Fear too, which I hear is amazing. According yeah. to him, anyway, he says it's really good. Yeah, they got the same thing. Picked it up, so. We'll, we'll, I'll get on that, but yeah, I'm excited to watch those, and it's great to meet some of the, you know, the indie directors and filmmakers that are here. Those guys were really cool. Everybody was, you know, the August Underground stuff and every, everybody that was like making movies, 
I didn't have a bad experience with anyone. They're super friendly. They answer any questions, and they're like, yeah, come on over. Uh, Celebrity-wise, though, I got to meet a few of them. But I think, like, my favorite celebrity interactions are the ones you have that aren't, like, going to the booths. It's just the guys that are around. Yeah. Like, half the time, um, like, when I first saw Kane Hodder here, I'd met Kane Hodder a couple times at a few conventions. But, like, he'll just walk around and say hi to everybody. He was going around to the silent auction, filling his name in to, like, you know, put ridiculous bids on things that, I, listen, I, I, I'm not going to speak for the guy, but I can't imagine he's going to keep some of these things. I imagine they'll probably be passed on or sold, you know, sold off or whatever for charity. But, um, but yeah, he's just like walking around the convention, looking at things, talking to people, being real nice. But I think the funniest thing that happened was, so there was the Friday the 13th Q&A panel, right? And it was Kane and, um, and, uh, CJ Graham and um, like a, a couple of the Jasons, uh, um, Steve Dash, and um, some of the other ones, and I can't remember the girl that was. The girl from Part Six that had her head smashed in. I can't remember her name right now, but she was in the Q and A. It was a pretty good Q and A. The whole thing ended, and at the end, uh, we had like another thing scheduled that we had to do. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom, take a leak. So I go in there, boom, Kane Hodder standing there, and I'm like, oh shit, Kane Hodder's taking the piss. All right. I'm going to give him the one stall buffer because that's like the gentlemanly thing to do. Not, not stall, I'm sorry. The one urinal buffer. Yeah. I'm like, that's the classy thing to do for anybody. So I'm at the one urinal buffer and Kane's like, he hears another guy that's, that is in the stall and he's doing cleanup. Not to be too bathroom disgusting, but we're in there and, and Kane is taking a leak and he's like, are you kidding me? Somebody fucking took a shit in a public toilet and he didn't clean up after himself? These people are fucking disgusting. And the guy's like, no, 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 I got it. Kane's like, listen, man, I clean up every time after myself. <laughs> Flushes, cleans up. And I'm like, I'm like, that is an amazing story. Like, Kane Otter taking a lead next to him and he's bitching about somebody leaving a mess in a toilet <laughs> that he wasn't even in. Yeah, Kane is... He has a very special connection to Scares of Care. He has his own branch. The burn victim wing of it is run by him. It's a tie-in with him. Or I want to know. I'm not sure if he runs it or it's just heavily tied to him because so many people know Kate Hodder is a burn victim. So he is a big supporter of this charity. He's made it every year except for, I think, last year. He had some kind of issue that just I didn't get into. Yeah, that happens time to time. Yeah. Like, Sid Haig yeah. had to drop out this year, yeah. but, you know, for whatever reason. But he, Sid Haig's a big supporter of the charity as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Sid Haig is... The, the, he, I think, first year said he broke even, and he's like, I'll be back every single year you want me. So, Sid is always here. The funny thing is, both Sid and Kate, you can easily meet at the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um... And, uh, Hotter will buy you a shot as long as you'll drink tequila. He, uh, he I'm loves out. tequila. <laughs> I am out. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, I, I saw that too. <laughs> Kate, I know we were there one year and we were about ready to leave the bar just because we were old and it was a little too loud and we were... It was a little too loud. Oh, that's the oldest thing you could have said. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little too loud. Well, we knew Scaryoki was about to ready to start up and it was just getting crowded. Oh, I'm going this year. I, I, I'm already like lined up. It's actually, it's probably started now. It's 9.30, right? We kind of were sliding off, and he was asking to take the chair. And we're just like, yeah, we're obviously leaving. It's fine. And he's like, I'm an old fuck. I need it. And 
was apologizing to me because it was my chair. I'm like, I'm leaving. I no longer need the chair. Take it. And I know he strangled you. Yeah. Let me just say, I feel like Kane is the last guy that needs a chair. He's, like, gigantic, and he's still ripped in, in like, the best shape of, yeah. like, any, everybody here. <sighs> yeah, he's just one of those, um, he, he's just, he's a little older. He just needs yeah. to sit down. Let the man sit it's down. It's funny. But, it's um, funny. yeah, because I think the worst bar story from, that almost happened, I almost made a complete asshole out of myself. Year one, we came down on Thursday, and it was just that first con chaos of everybody trying to figure out what was going on. I know the hotel does conventions, but I don't know if they've done a convention like this before. They go all into it, though. They We had, like, the best hotel ever. Yeah, the hotel was great. Yeah, we cannot say enough about them. Like, the dressing up, the decorating, like I told you guys at dinner, that's all them. That was all their idea. We don't ask them to do any of that. Yeah, it's a shout-outs to the Doubletree in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Excellent job. Yeah, no, they're fabulous, and they put up with us. But we're sitting at the bar, and I overhear somebody explaining Scares the Care to somebody else. And they kind of messed something up, and it was really small and very insignificant. So me being an asshole, I was kind of like, kind of wanted to lean back and correct him, and then I realized it was Ken Faree. And I just very quickly <laughs> put my chair back, and I'm just like, you shut the fuck up, that's Ken Faree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's yeah. awesome too. I, I got to meet him at another convention. He's a really good guy. No, uh, I think the weirdest thing that happened to be here was the first year, because Forsyth was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was trying to find her. I was drunk as shit. Stumbled out front. Realized she wasn't there, but I'd already started smoking, so I couldn't. It was too walk. late. You, yeah, I couldn't you walk back in. You already got the cigarette lit. That's it. And I finished my drink. You know, put it down. And he, you know, someone just, like, nudges me, look over, there's a beer. I'm like, all right, cool, there's a beer. Oh, my God. Grab the beer, then, you know, turn to say thank you, and realize it's fucking William Forsyth smoking a cigar with a 30-pack by his feet. my God. And, like, he just, like, cheers me and turned away, and it was just like, uh, yes, sir, I will drink this beer, That is pretty much the most amazing thing (laughs) ever. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, because, I mean, we BS'd at, um... Forsyth's table for quite some time and just for the record if you meet Forsyth he hates his role in Gacy so really keep that in mind yeah huh. he couldn't stand it. well he hates John Wayne Gacy as a human yeah 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 well, I mean, okay yeah. who's a big Gacy fan <laughs> they, there are people no like god what was it? one episode I did I talked about serial killer groupies yeah. and I mentioned it again in the satanic panic I think later on down the line it'll come up or I mentioned Ramirez had a huge amount of female groupies. Mm-hmm. My theory is if you squint really hard and tilt your head, he might look kind of sort of like one of the Ramones. But Ramirez was not a pretty man. But he had done all this digging and all this research because he's super method and just the most intense bile hatred for Casey comes out of this man's mouth. Well, no, like in his research that he did for the character. How many people did he kill? Come clean. Uh, Gacy? No. Or, you know, Forsyth. Forsyth. Uh, Forsyth. Probably like 15. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is super method, so. Super yeah. method. <laughs> no, but apparently, like, he helped actually close some of the missing persons. Oh, my God. In it. Get out of here. He, uh, yeah. The, that's what he told us when he we were He got the cases reopened. Oh, okay. I thought he helped close. Um, he might have, but cases reopened is what I remember. Uh, wow. Well, yeah. that's still insane. 
Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, even a case reopen is... That's like a Daniel Day-Lewis level with, yeah. like, yeah. getting into it. That's a hope for some kind of closure. And it, it, you never want to minimize that, so... And, and the whole reason Gacy even came up is because he had one headshot of Gacy. Because he's like, people want it. Really? Yeah, he had one See, headshot. See, I'm even surprised he would have that if it's something that he would like. Like, there, there's even, yeah. like, people here today that, like, they don't have things that... I don't know if you know that they won't sell or they're not, like... Like, C.J. Graham used to have um, uh, Highway to Hell headshot of the, uh, what do they call it, the Hell Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have any today, though. I mentioned it to him. I'm like, oh, Highway to Hell? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, not a lot of people like to bring that up. And I'm like, god damn it, am I, like, the only Highway to Hell fan of this, like, it's a ridiculous 80s movie, totally underrated and totally difficult to find. The VHS is out there, and uh, it's worth checking out. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's interesting that he wouldn't, that Forsyth wouldn't, like, just be like, I'm not putting this out there, like. He said, um, I believe his rationale was fans were requesting it, there were fans of it that wanted headshots, so he provided it only for that reason, he's like, I'll never, because, like, the picture, it wasn't bad, it wasn't something he shouldn't have had on his table, but it was definitely lower quality than everything else, so you could tell, like, he didn't really yeah, want he, like, just printed it online or something. <laughs> Like, um, Heather, well, I mean, it's still glossy, but yeah, Heather Langenkamp, mm-hmm. one year, when she did this, her, the mail she had sent got messed up. And so, first off, she was supposed to be there Friday, and her flight was delayed, so she didn't get her until Saturday. Oh my god, that sucks. And then the mail with her headshots didn't come, so she had to use what was on her. And she spent at least 10, 20 minutes with each fan, apologizing profusely for how her headshots were, because we met Langenkamp at Monster Mania, yeah. mm-hmm. and this was our second time meeting her, and she's just that kind of person. She will sit there and apologize up and down if she thinks she even remotely did anything slightest bit wrong to anybody. Yeah. Uh, Heather is a sweetheart. I've, I've told the story before, but uh, she's the only celebrity I've ever insulted accidentally in my life, and I still apologize for that, Heather. <laughs> that was my fault, but... Um... But she is, yeah, again, she's like the, the sweetest person. She'll do anything for anybody. Um, it, you know, she'll sit there and, and talk to people and be really friendly. People like that, people were like that here as well. In fact, CJ Graham was hilarious today. We had like a pretty long conversation when I went for an autograph um, after we met him. He spent some, a good amount of time um, disparaging me for spending my money at a horror convention. He was like... <laughs> He's like, how much money? He saw me walk up with my girlfriend, and he's like, how much money did this guy spend today? And she's like, I don't know, I don't care, it's his own money. And he's like, oh, good call. You make the money, and he he spends his own. And she's like, actually, yes, <laughs> that is the way we do it. Yep. So, uh, but no, he was he was hysterical, uh, joking with us and be, just being like extra friendly. Took an extra picture with us. In fact, CJ's the only person that requested to take a picture with Elisa um, because she was essentially the picture junkie. I was going around getting pictures with celebrities because, you know, I'm a fame whore and I just want to be rich and famous, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, whereas I had one of the state reps, like, have to basically hogtie me to get a picture. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. There's a reason I only use images on my channel. Like, I'm uh, not going to sit no. there and record myself now. But no, CJ was like, Alicia was taking pictures with me, and I guess he may, not even he maybe saw me getting pictures with with uh, with Kane and some of the other guys that were around the area. And he was like, "No, no, no, I'm getting a picture with you." He dragged Alicia in and, and was like, "I'm getting a picture with her." It was it's really funny and really sweet. He was like, super nice guy, and probably like you know the funniest and most genuine person we 
got to interact with during the whole time. But it, th- at the same time, everybody else was really nice, too. Because I want to say it was the last year of Horror Find. The Horror Find was the convention in this area. It was in Gettysburg, which if you're American and Civil War, you probably know. So there was a convention out there called Horror Find. Joe was very heavily involved with that, and I don't want to say this took its place. I've but actually been to a Horror Find. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell, and um, I'm trying to think who else was there at that time. Yeah, I went to one Horror Find, um, and I only remember that. Not only was Horrifying great, but I also found an awesome video game store right down the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great we never NES found the video selection. Game. Yeah, we never found the video game store, but I think we went the last two, three years. No, this was, this was yeah. I'm going to say, like, eight years ago. Yeah. This was a long time ago. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it was, it, it's been around for a while, because I remember, like, lusting over the posters in high school, because it's like, oh my god, there's horror convention close by. But I met Dee Wallace there, and I wouldn't take a picture with her, but then she demanded a hug because I had a copy of Rob Zombie's Halloween. And when I worked at Hot Topic, we had a select amount that were signed legitimately by Rob Zombie, sent out randomly to stores. We got one, I grabbed it. But it had this little extra insert with his signature on mm-hmm. it and then the actual slip sleeve. I pulled the one out with all the signatures or I pulled the one out without any signatures to get the one with the signatures, and she inadvertently signed both. And she's like, I have to charge you for both, because I explained the legalness of that and would not stop apologizing to me, so she demanded a hug instead of a picture. Because Dewalis is by far one of the sweetest people. Yeah. Like, her and Langenkamp can go at it for sweetest celebrity. <laughs> I got I got to meet Dee at one convention. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, she, she was actually really nice as well. And she... She's one of those women. She looks phenomenal. Like, oh, yeah. you if you watch her movies from like the seventies, early eighties, and then you meet her today, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's she like she looks amazing. Her and Adrian Barbeau. Have you seen Adrian Barbeau recently? Yeah. And her and um, Pam Greer. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, Pam Greer's a different story. Pam Greer is like supermodel level hot. Like <laughs> Pam Greer. Oh my what god. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Then it's but okay. she's a hell of a lot of woman. Um, you, guys, you guys all heard it. It's okay then. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, I um, just got cleared. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> Pam Greer's in our kitchen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Pam Greer poster in our kitchen. No! Oh my god! Um, that's kind that's of not even our kitchen! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Leave the hotel room. <laughs> Go wait in the bar. I, I have idolized Pam Gurr, and I've said for basically forever, if I could be one person ever, it would be Pam Greer. I don't even care about the celebrity or the movies or anything, just who she is as a person. She's so badass. Yeah. Like, nice and spicy, Abner. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, uh, so, so that's, that's awesome. So, uh, so this year, I mean, I know we're just t- sort of talking conventions and stuff, um, and random movies. So Jeffrey Combs was here this year again, um, and I got to see him. This is the second time I got to meet him. I am the fucking biggest Jeffrey Combs fan. I love him, and like, so he's the first guy I fucking dove to that I was like, oh, I need to, I need to get like a Jeffrey Combs autograph again, and um, I'm like a little kid, like. Everybody else, I, I'll talk to them like normal people, but I see Jeffrey Combs, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Jeffrey 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Get a little starstruck. Let me just relax a little bit here. And he's just like the nicest, friendliest guy. He's very relaxed and very calm, but I'm like, my heart's beating. I'm like, oh my god. I'm gonna get his autograph again. It's gonna be so good. He's so cool. I talked to him for a little bit. Uh, and I th it's one of those things I'm like, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about this. And I'm gonna mention this. And I'm gonna talk about this. And I get up there and I'm just like, uh, 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 you're, you're pretty awesome, Mr. Combs. Could, could you please sign this? And he's like, you know, he's the friendliest guy, so he, he, I'm sure, I'm not that he sees that all the time because he's a normal guy, and I'm like just like fan geeking out over him. Probably more than anybody else because, he, I don't know, I just love him. He's like my favorite, and I watch like every one of his movies up to this convention. I'm like, Castle Freak? Yeah, Castle Freak. Lurking Fear? Of course I'm going to watch that. Like any awful full moon, full moon like um, Castle Freak is kind of a masterpiece. So, it, so that one is super Lovecraft inspired, mm -hmm. but it is not technically one of his Lovecraft movies because it wasn't like based on a Lovecraft story. Yeah, one, two, better not so. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like there's scenes where the the freak comes out and he looks into the mirror and I'm like, the hell no conspicuously like that Lovecraft story where the guy that lived in the basement came out and looked in the mirror sure. and shattered it. And you're like, oh, no, 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 that's totally different. That's not this story. Um, but yeah, those were good. So, but like like thinking about that, um, coming into this, were there any movies that you like watched to prep for? Um, I didn't watch any movies to prep for it. Honestly, we, we were really terrible. We didn't look at the guest list until like the day before. Oh my god. We were keeping up with the announcements, but there were a few cancellations, so we didn't really do the math of who was here. Because we, we have to meet Jeffrey Combs because it was uh, one of the posters actually in the silent auction. We have the exact same one. It's the glow in the dark with yeah. the animator with Crampton. Um, we bought it signed by Crampton, and then we got Stuart Gordon and his wife to sign it oh, another year awesome. here. So we're like, okay, well, we need to get the last signature with Jeffrey, and it's kind of cool that three of them came from the same convention. Because mm -hmm. we talked to the Gordons for a while, because my husband's a virologist. So they were talking to him about vaccines and biotech, and we had a really fun conversation about that. Why were the Gordons involved in biotech? I John? I oh. can't even remember. It was, it kind of started as like a body horror thing, and then it digressed into, I can't remember how it got here, but we started talking about anti-vaxxers and vaccines, and the big kind of back and forth about whether they're legitimate or not, and that's where your profession came up, and they were kind of questioning how you do things, and this, that, and the other. Uh, so. I get you. Oh, this, um, yeah, I, I remember, but I'm not going to put it out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I was trying to be vague about it. Because <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to put somebody's political leanings out there when it they might not put it out there. I'd, I'd be really interested in being the Gordons. I, I haven't talked to uh, Stuart Gordon ever. I never had that chance at the convention or anything. I mean, he's, he's like a fucking like legend, though. Like I love his movies. Yeah. Stuart Gordon is like fucking epic. I love every one of his movies in the 80s and like early 90s. Super fucking amazing. I love this to talk to him about that. Yeah, to be fair, it was mostly his wife that we were talking to, but he was just kind of sitting there nodding happily, and, and he was a super nice guy, not standoffish at all. Just, she, she seemed it's, very interested in what you do. It's interesting to have, like, directors come in for some of these. Now, I've, I've met quite a few, I mean, 
you know, some of the classic ones, George Romero, mm-hmm. um, R.I.P., and, um, and, uh, and that Dario Argento. And those are, like, of my list of directors, those two are the top two slots, so... Yeah, my two. Can... My top two have... Oh, you, before you, I you, did, to, you yeah. didn't get a chance to meet... Who were those? Uh, it was Wes and Romero. Those oh, were really? the main you two. You didn't get a chance to meet Romero? No. Oh, that's a shame. I think he came around here once or twice, and it was either we didn't have the money or I had to work. Because yeah. you know college and working. I know. Jobs, it's, and it's like, one of those things. How can, how do you know? Yeah. You know it sucks. Yeah. You, I thought he was gonna be immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought he was. Gonna I thought he was gonna come right back up. They're like, oh, he died. Guess what? Didn't take. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, the town we live in, the army base we're near, actually gets name dropped in Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Like it specifically gets referenced, so it's kind of fun when you're watching people from the region. Just like, hey, I know that place. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, I know where that is, and it's terrifying. This revolves around it. We're in the quick kill zone, so it's okay. <laughs> you guys are wiped out way, like re- immediately. No, Romero, he, super nice guy, legend. Um, I, I mentioned him on the last uh, podcast I did, but he was like, uh, I get to meet him one time at one convention. Um, it was very quick because there's like a million people waiting in line. You can't like spend time with somebody in that type of situation. But super genuine, smiled with everybody, took their picture, and like, you know, would you could tell he was the kind of guy that would just be like love to be with his fans. And for somebody that was so popular in in you know was the, the biggest draw like any convention. That's like that's something to say because I've seen got other people. They won't be named, but there's, like, people that are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not, you know, the, you want my signature? Great. Here it is. That's what it costs. Have a nice day. Yeah, we've only had that experience once, and we understood why that person was kind of like that, because the people before us had pissed them off. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, I won't name names, because I don't want to give this person stigma, because I, I have no reason to... No, I mean, you don't have to be this. specific. What did the people do? What happened? Did they call them out for a movie they didn't like, or was it like they... They, they were just really going against Connecticut. Like, what had happened, we had four things for this person to sign. Mm-hmm. Two for us and two for friends. So to not be jerks, we were like, okay, we went through the line one day with two things, and we went through the line the next day with our oh, friends' I two mean, things. I mean, that's completely, like, very generous to, like, <laughs> not take up somebody's time with that. that yeah. Um, to split it up. Yeah, so what happened was the people in front of us were recording them without their permission, Oh, that's not cool. They, it was a mother and her two kids, and the one kid that had done or bought anything said, I know I didn't buy anything, but can I get a picture as well? So two different pictures, only one purchase, recording without permission, and then we hand them two DVDs for our friends that clearly were not our names. Right, so you made that to, like, Michelle and whoever else. Yeah, yeah. and... They, they think, you know, first off, these people just pissed me off, and now you guys aren't even fans, because I did not expect them to remember us from the day before. Well, how can you? There's hundreds of people coming in and out. Yeah, time. even with how I used to look, where I had more facial piercings that stood out even in a horror convention, like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to remember me. So it was one of those, we didn't hold it against who it was, we, we saw the situation enough. Yeah. yeah. I saw one time... Um, it was, at, it was at a convention in Connecticut, actually. They, they, used, they had one Monster Mania in Connecticut. And um, they had, at, I don't know how they did it, but they, they got Robert Englund and Bruce Campbell for that one convention. Which yeah. are, 
Two of the biggest name, names you could get in a horror convention. Oh, yeah. Those are, like, my top two, like, non-directors. Like, want to meet them. So, so, um, at the time, I mean, I love Robert Englund as much as anyone else, but I'm like, oh, there, uh, someone else wanted me to get a Robert Englund autograph. I'm like, absolutely. I wasn't going to wait in the line because it was a serious line. I'm one of those people that, like, I don't like to wait for things. I would just be like, I just didn't get it because there was a long line. But somebody asked me to do it, so I got in line for them, and I waited the entire way in line. The person before me brought Robert England literally a Tupperware container full of action figures and and Freddy gloves and fucking everything else. I mean, I don't even know how many. This guy was obviously an eBay. Yeah. He was one of these people that like gets the celebrity autographs and then goes on eBay with these toys and things because he you don't you don't go up to him with like. 15 things to sign. Yeah. And I will give Robert England the biggest credit in the world. He, This guy comes up and puts it on there, and um, there's essentially a crowd because of the way the line was set up in this particular location. And the line saw what this guy was doing and was making noise and essentially booing this guy. Yeah. And Robert got up and said, calm down, everybody. He said, calm down. He's like, listen, I'm going to sign this guy's stuff. And I'm going to sign all of your stuff. I promise nobody's leaving this place without my signature on whatever they want. And I'll, I'll give him the biggest prop for that. He was a super nice guy and, like, gave every, like, he did sign this guy's shit. Despite this guy being a dickbag. Whoever you are, you know you're a dickbag. Yeah. It's like, the, the reason that there are so many handlers that are kind of up about, you want to send this much, or you want to do this, or I don't do that, is because of people like that. Yeah, exactly. They set a bad precedence. It's one of those, it is possible to do things like this and remain somewhat courteous. So, but no, no, yeah, like you were saying, there's there's ways to go about things. And I, but I can understand celebrities getting upset sometimes, mm-hmm. because literally these people have, if you don't think about it, like if you think about the... the situation these guys have to be in. They have to be sitting at their table, right, from 8 a.m. until, like, 7 p.m. They get, yeah, sure, they could get up and go to the bathroom and get a couple breaks, but they've got to be there putting up with a stream of the biggest nerds in the world, myself included. And even on their breaks, because I've, I've seen it before, there was one year, they were sitting out there having cigarettes and coffee, and con wasn't open. Yeah. And it was just normal morning routine, and we're sitting across from it, and gave the nod of acknowledgments. So it's just, we're not going to bug them. And luckily, everybody that had walked by had been really respectful. They gave the nod and just kept going until just as they're finishing up, I have a script! Oh my god. And it's like, oh, <laughs> fucking god. And it's like, and just for any aspiring writers out there, I get you, I get your hustle, I understand, and I empathize because I've worked with writers, I've been a publishing assistant. People cannot read unsolicited material. That is how people get sued. They cannot help you. They may want to, but they cannot help you. They don't want to. She's being nice. They don't want to help you. <laughs> it, it's, it really is. There has been way too many lawsuits of, I sent somebody this, and then all of a sudden something appeared that was similar. You stole it. it it's just, it's happened one too many times. They were perfectly respectful, perfectly polite, even though it was incredibly rude. It was just like, con isn't open. They're clearly trying to start their day. Even like, could you imagine, like, let, even if it was, like, open and they're at their tables, like, could you imagine going up to them and being like, hey, can you read this and take it? Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy talk. There's just been an insane amount of shit going on. I've got 
am trying to get a director on to guest and they flat out told me because I kind of poked them today or yeah I poked them today yeah. and they they said like look I'm, I'm finishing this film I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm like look the whole reason like I like you is because you're producing I like your work I want you to continue to make your work whenever you can is good like I can be patient it's nothing's gonna die or it's not the end of the world if I can't get you on until like months from now and great I'd like to have you on close to the release so we can promote it so yeah. it, there is totally an etiquette and there's totally a way for everybody to get what they want mm-hmm. yep it's best to work through the system yeah, just golden rule, don't be a dick. Yes. But, but yeah, so this convention was great, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually, I'm planning on heading down to watch the karaoke tonight, and uh, Elisa said she's going to be treating everyone with a rendition of Bon Jovi's uh, Bed of Roses, I think you said, right? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> <Living> on a prayer? <laughs> no, she was a deep cut. Like, you can't have, like, a famous one. It's got to be, like, it's got to be in. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I do love Bed of Roses, but I'm like... Um, but yeah, so Scares of Care is amazing, and uh, everybody should come down. I'm, I get, there's going to be a year uh, a year five, and it, even if uh, you don't make it on to be able to come to the convention, um, go to scaresofcare.org, go to the uh, Facebook page, Scares of Care, and you know give some donations, show up for the horror community, let everyone know that, you know, we're not just about the blood and gore. We're also about preventing blood and gore. Oh, and um, one thing I forgot to mention, they always do a drive to the local animal shelter here. Because, as you guys have seen this weekend, lots of pet lovers. There were multiple pets on site. I saw my girlfriend trying to touch some of them. Other ones she avoided. Those are different stories. <laughs> yeah, see, so there, there were lots of babies to pet. There were. It, it, fur babies, not human babies. No, no one wants to touch human babies. Your kids are gross, folks. That's They're that. always sticky. Weirdly... Always sticky. <laughs> one thing that's kind of hard to understand about this convention, even if you have been to a lot of horror conventions, it's actually a pretty family-friendly environment. Yeah, that I thought it was interesting as well. Having the family, uh, the, like the family room or whatever they called it, the kids' mm-hmm. room. Yeah, that's yeah. the first year for this. The zombie hunt, the trick-or-treat, all that stuff has been going, and Joe is adamant. If your kid cannot afford a costume or you can't get him a costume or anything like that, your kid will not be turned away from trick-or-treating. Yeah. He, he will blow his top if he heard anybody try, which I refuse to believe any of the vendors or celebrities would. Having this many, there was a lot of kids here, probably more than a normal horror convention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the other thing I will say, and this is this is a definite, definite notice, there were at least twice as many women here as there were men. Fellas, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? There were chicks at these conventions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and in the 5K, literally there was double the women entered than there were the men. There was like 200 entrants. And it was like 65 men. <laughs> That's been the nice thing as well, because I mean, we're complaining about you know people acting like jerks. I can think of maybe two or three instances at this convention that warranted anything serious, and maybe one or two instances of people kind of being jerky. It everybody understands we're here for kids. We're here for something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. We're about war, but let's not be assholes. To yeah, each other. no, it's it's a, a very well-respected, nice convention 
Um, but also a lot of fun. A lot of drinking going on. I was actually a little surprised. Not that I'm complaining, because I've had quite a few alcoholic beverages today. Yikes. But Especially once the kids go to bed, you, you <laughs> see a lot of booze come out. All right, so I'm going to close this out, guys, and just say, uh, yeah, everyone should check out Scares of Care. It's a great time. It's a great charity. It's a great convention. And um, I've had a lot of fun so far. I want to thank uh, Amy and John for getting me into this. You guys have both been awesome. And uh, I want to thank Elisa for being the most amazing girlfriend and putting up with my ridiculous bullshit. Literally, I spent at least two hours today searching through DVD bins. And she stood there like a champ. Did, did you get under the table at Little I got under the table. You got under the table. <laughs> <laughs> There's a DVD and VHS vendor here who's awesome, but she has too much stock, so she literally had to ha put stuff under the skirt of her table. Last year, she actually had to have somebody drive back to North Carolina to pick up more from her shop. To oh go my back. god. And yep. that's Little Shop of Horror, if anybody's in the North Carolina region. She has DVDs, VHS. I'm shameless for the things I like, sorry. Yes. <laughs> but I want to thank Elisa for putting up with my nonsense. And she was amazing. And um, did she complained zero times, folks. Maybe there was some heat complaints, but I complained about the heat. Yes. So you can take it out from her. <laughs> John just got slapped, by the way. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> So uh, that's about it for now. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone for listening, and um, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I'm probably ruining Amy's show by sort of directing her as to what to say, but I don't know. We have two microphones running, folks. That yeah. means she just gets to cut you out. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I would do. I would do exactly the same right now. Yeah, it's just me blathering on about celebrities that we've met <laughs> and <laughs> randomly you interjecting. Yes. Good insights. And also, uh, watch uh, Dread and not Judge Dread, as we discussed earlier before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm like, John was explaining his hatred for Rob Schneider, and that apparently there is a cut of Judge Dread that removes Rob Schneider from the film. <laughs> Thank you, fan edits. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's all I got for now, and um, I'll catch you guys next time. Uh, thanks for listening, and bye for now.